Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one heartfelt page of Talmud every day. What do we find in today's pages, Yevamoth 69 and 70? We find a reminder of what may very well be the most pressing principle in all of Judaism. Really, have a listen. And Rabbi Yossi also reasoned, This is like a high priest who engaged in intercourse with a widow, just as the high priest's children are unfit for the priesthood, and he himself disqualifies the widow from marrying into the priesthood, so too any man whose children are unfit to marry Jews of unflawed lineage disqualifies a woman with whom he engaged in intercourse from marrying into the priesthood. As always with a Talmud, this insight requires a bit, okay, more than a bit, of work to uncover. What is the Talmud telling us today? Read closely, and a crucial observation emerges. Our lineage is not enough. We may be born onto unflawed Jews, those whose belonging and commitment to the Jewish people is beyond doubt. We may even be the offspring of a high priest, that same cat who was the only one to enter into the Holy of the Holies on Yom Kippur and in a moment of real awe, chant the explicit name of God. And yet we too may find ourselves unfit to serve, cut out from the inner sanctuary of holiness. Isn't that like unfair? Why? Why these harsh measures? The answer is as tender as it is surprising. Because all of us, each and every single Jew, is really a convert. Even more extremely, we have to choose to convert to Judaism again and again and again every year on Passover to accept again and again and again the burdens and privileges of our covenant with Hashem. We don't get lifelong passes. We don't get to say that we're good because our parents are on the board of the shul or because they give to Hadassah. Jews, and this is hardly an innovative insight, are not only the chosen people, but the people who choose. Here's what I mean. The Sifre, a Talmudic era exegesis on the book of Deuteronomy, tells a haunting story to prove this very point. Hashem, it goes, offered the Torah first to the descendants of Esau, which made sense. They were many and they were powerful. Do you accept it? Asked God. And the people, baffled, eh, scratched their heads. Uh, we don't know. They replied, what does the Torah say? It says, God continues, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> With that, the descendants of Esau declined. Their great ancestor, after all, was no stranger to bloodshed. So Hashem goes to the Ammonites and the Moabites, offering them the same deal. And they, too, ask what's in the Torah before agreeing to sign on the dotted line. Well, it says, God elaborates, thou shalt not commit adultery. <laughs> the Ammonites and the Moabites chuckle, recalling that their great-great-great-great-grandmas, the daughters of Lot, got their own father drunk before engaging in two unforgettable nights of incestuous fornication. So they too decline. So it's onward to the Ishmaelites that God goes, and they are no dummies. They too ask to read the fine print. What does the Torah say? 
It says, God, by now probably sort of frustrated, goes on, it says, thou shalt not steal. But Ishmael, the Torah tells us, was a wild child, so his ancestors decline. Not for them such pious business. So finally, Hashem gives the Torah to Israel. Because this small and stiff-necked people respond correctly. Standing there at the foothills of Mount Sinai, they say, Naase venishma. We shall do, and then we shall hear. First comes acceptance and action, and only then come reason and understanding. And what was true for them is true for us too. The Israelites, the great Maimonides, Rambam tells us, entered into their covenant with Hashem by taking three specific actions. They were circumcised, they dunked in a mikvah or ritual bath, and they partook of the Passover sacrifice. Before they did these three things, they could not be considered Jews. Fast forward to today. Every Jewish male is still circumcised before he can be halachically considered Jewish. We still dunk in the mikvah, and every Passover, we kick off the Seder with a shank bone to remind us of the Pesach sacrifice and end it with the afikomen, another reminder of this ancient but not at all forgotten tradition. We do this because Judaism isn't an escrow account. You can't just deposit good deeds or piety and expect your kids to withdraw when they need it, nor can you ask them to simply pay into it in case of a rainy day. Your perfect lineage doesn't protect you. It doesn't matter, because really, you can't ever be Jewish. You have to do Jewish to find the actions that give you meaning, the mitzvot that bring you joy, the teachings you learn to expand your mind and your world. You have to convert, not just every year, but really every day. And knowing this, knowing that you're really a convert here yourself, well, it should make you a heck of a lot nicer. Not just to others, particularly others on the outside looking for a way in, but also to yourself in those dark moments when you feel bad for not being smart enough, not knowing enough, not doing enough. The Talmud is here to tell us that it's okay. We're all on the outside and we all have each other and all the time in the world to find our way in. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.